Hey everyone, and welcome to the Daily Word. Glad that you've joined me. For our Daily Word today, we're going to go into Luke chapter 23, and I want to invite you to think with me today about the witnesses to the the gospel of Jesus, to the ministry of Jesus, to his life, his teaching, his death, and his resurrection. Because the truth is, what we're talking about when we're in the scriptures, when we're talking about Jesus, is not fairy tale. It's not myth. It's not legend. We're talking about actual events that are recorded by eyewitnesses and by those who essentially interviewed, heard from, record from eyewitness testimony. So let's read from verse 26. So Luke 23, 26. As they led Jesus away, a man named Simon, who was from Cyrene, happened to be coming in from the countryside. The soldiers seized him and put the cross on him and made him carry it behind Jesus. Now, what I'd like to invite you to think about here is specifically, why is it that that people are mentioned by name in the scriptures and and in specific in the gospels? And and part of the reason is uh, for reference that this is what happened and these were real people and this is a person that was involved. But even beyond that, and, and more essentially what it's about when you, when you have somebody's name in Scripture, in the Gospels especially mentioned, you, you are seeing a report, an eyewitness report, that quite often people are mentioned because, well, quite frankly, as the Gospel is written and as it's shared, like in this case Luke, people would actually talk to that person or they knew that person and their testimony and it's connecting back to them. Really interesting to me that in Mark chapter 15 verse 21 we have the same encounter. We have Simon who is forced to carry the cross of Jesus but here Mark and that is John Mark he mentions his sons. Mark adds Simon was the father of Alexander and Rufus. So why does Mark mention Alexander and Rufus, but Luke doesn't? It's a good question, I think. And the answer is essentially because Mark's audience knew Alexander and Rufus, that these were people known to them, and that as a matter of fact, these are folks who became followers of Jesus. They were coming in for the the pilgrimage festival of Passover, and they had this encounter And as a result, they became followers of Jesus. They were counted among the believers. So listen to this. In Romans 16, verse 13, these are are in the the closing greetings that Paul is giving to people who who are a part of the church in Rome. He says there in verse 13, Greet Rufus, whom the Lord picked out to be his very own, and also his dear mother, who has been a mother to me. So evidently, uh, Rufus has been in, in ministry with Paul. Paul knows him, that there's been a ministry shared, and that there's been such a close relationship there that actually uh, the, the widow, most likely, of Simon, uh, Rufus's mother, uh, has essentially taken Paul on. They've, they've got a very special relationship. She's like a, like a second mother to Paul. 
Now, Rufus, therefore, is in Rome. Real interesting is what we know about the Gospel of Mark is that it was written to the church in Rome during a time of persecution. Mark is recording the Gospel as an encouragement to them to encourage them to stay faithful. Uh, in 1 Peter 5.13, the Apostle Peter says, She who is in Babylon, now this was sort of code for Rome, she who is in Babylon, chosen together with you, sends you her greetings, and so does Mark. So here we have evidence that Mark was in Rome. He was in Rome with Peter. As a matter of fact, we know that Bishop Papias, as he writes, and, and he was very early on. He, was from, he lived from 60 A.D. to 130 A.D. He actually writes that Mark recorded the Gospel of Mark from the witness of Peter. So now we're really starting to make some connections here. Mark is writing to the church in Rome. He's writing his Gospel to the church in Rome. From, from the witness of the Apostle Peter, Mark and Peter spend time together with the church in Rome. Rufus is connected with Paul in ministry. Paul knows that Rufus is in Rome, and he sends a greeting to him among many others there. And the picture that we start to see coming together here is that Mark, the Gospel of Mark, is eyewitness testimony, and Mark is essentially saying to the church in Rome, you know these guys. You, you know Alexander and Rufus. They've been in ministry with you. You, you, know, you know their, their mom. You, you know their experience that they carried, that their dad carried the cross of Jesus. And I want to take you finally back to Luke chapter 1. So we're in the Gospel of Luke now where Luke says right at the beginning there, many people have set out to write accounts about the events that have been fulfilled among us. They used the eyewitness reports circula cir circulating among us from the early disciples, Mark from Peter. Having carefully investigated everything from the beginning, I also have decided to write an accurate account for you, most honorable Theophilus. So you can be certain of the truth of everything you were taught. These are people who are in the lifetime of the eyewitnesses recording the truth about what happened. There are those who will make lots of wild claims about Jesus' divinity being decided hundreds of years later. People, because they wanted power and so forth, they manipulated uh, the movement, and so on and so forth. But the truth is, the truth is, we have actual eyewitness account from the earliest days, not, not long after the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus within the lifetime of the eyewitnesses. Friends, we can count on the witness of Scripture because these things, they actually happen. Jesus did actually come because God, in fact, loves us that much. He came, He died for us, and He rose again. And all of His promises are true, and we can count on what He has done for us and what He has promised us. Thanks be to God. Amen. Amen. 
And until we get a chance to speak again, I pray that God would bless you and keep you.